Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of the You Thought Sports Podcast. Today, we've got a smorgasbord of topics for you. Uh, let's just jump right in. Cam Newton recently signed with the Patriots for a cheap one-year deal after being on the market for a few months. He says this deal is not about money, but rather about respect. Why, why don't you start us off? What do you think of this deal, and, and how, how does this look for Cam and the Pats moving forward? Well, I think this is a good look for Cam and the Pats moving forward, and this is the right move for both sides. And in fact, it's so perfect, it was downright obvious that this was going to be the move. <laughs> I talked about it in a solo show, and I think I predicted that the Cam Newton was going to go to the Patriots, um, and then there was a lot of buzz in the uh, in the media as well. But Check him out he there. comes with a lot of question marks, and he gets to resurrect his career in the most stable and probably the most adaptive place possible in New England. And then, of course, New England on the other side gets to stay relevant uh, with an MVP level quarterback, um, who's only costing them at worst if he plays it the best he possibly can, seven million dollars. I think anything else after that, he's his base salary is seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a really good deal to get Cam Newton up. Um, so nobody likes a bargain better than Bill Belichick. He <laughs> picks up players the same way I get groceries. Is I see a buy one get one, and I'm like, I gotta get that regardless of whether I need it. And he just grabs people right off the street. Um, so I think it's a really good move. I'm, yeah, I think it's like, oh, go, go ahead, no, Jared. Go ahead, I feel Lucas. like you're gonna. No, you okay, go. I'll, um, so I think it's a really, really good move for the for them as well. The Patriots are a very complete team last year, and their big piece that they lost was their quarterback, and they just went out and got a younger quarterback that I think fits well into the system. I mean, maybe it's slightly different than what he was playing with the Panthers, but I think Belichick is a fantastic coach. It'll work well. The Pat system requires a lot of accuracy um, and short throws, and even in Cam's last full year, um, his interception percentage, which is you know a decent measure of like his accuracy and his decision making, was as low as it was in his MVP season. So I think hmm. he still has the potential um, to sort of play up to a level at least, which with a good team around him could have them make a deep playoff run. So I think it's a great move for both teams. I'm saying I'm saying not so fast. Uh, mm-hmm. on that on if if the Patriots are like on the top of the AFC East well I, I think let's not think that Cam Newton is like the Pro Bowl quarterback that he was anymore he hasn't made one since his MVP season his touchdown to interception ratios are honestly pretty comparable to somebody like Baker Mayfield the most he's thrown since his MVP season was 24 touchdowns and you might come back and be like well he was a, he's a rushing threat but he, that's not true either the most he ran for was six in his last four seasons uh, for compare so for comparison, like Josh Allen threw twenty touchdowns and nine rushing touchdowns last year. So I don't even know if they have the best quarterback in the division with Cam Newton, you know. Um, so I, I'm just saying not so fast on that. And he's not, and Cam Newton doesn't have like crazy weapons in in New England. He has a good defense, but he doesn't have crazy offensive weapons. But Tom think, Brady yeah. never had crazy offensive weapons either, and like, and Cam Newton's not most... Tom Brady. He's not as good as Tom Brady. <laughs> Even throughout yeah, but... his career, like throughout his career, he really hasn't scored that many touchdowns. Uh, is all I'm saying. If you look at, a I stat... think that, I think that the Patriots with their system always can produce really good quarterbacks, no matter who it is. They made Matt Castle look yeah. like he was like the next coming of Joe Montana, and Matt Castle was not a great quarterback. So if you can do that. Uh, with uh, with Matt Castle, I think if you put in someone of Cam Newton's caliber in there, he can succeed. Yeah. Jared, do you think it was a good move? Like, do you think it was like, like even if you don't think he's going to be amazing, do you think it's better than where they were at? Because 
Yeah, I think it's a good move, but I also I also don't think it's a surefire that Cam is going to be the starter week one. Yeah. Like, we don't even know what he oh. looks like. We saw that video. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? We saw that video with OBJ, right? Him throwing the routes, but we have no idea how he's going to look in a game. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think enough people are talking about the fact that teams weren't able to do a proper, like, medical scout of him. Um, yeah. We don't really, yeah, I agree, Jared. He might not be the starter, but I think it would be purely just because his shoulder is too dinged up and not because he's not going to be good. I think if he's able to play, he'll be starting. Yeah. Just saying, in his, in, his, in his two games that he did play last year, he didn't throw any touchdowns. 89 attempts. That's all I'm saying. He didn't rush for a touchdown either. It's, it's 89 attempts in two games? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of attempts. <laughs> yeah, so what do you That's think this says for Jared Stidham moving forward? Is, is he done? <laughs> if, if, no. Let's say if Cam starts, is he done? No. Who knows if this is a bridge spot for Jared Stidham. Uh, or for, sorry, excuse me, who knows if this is a bridge spot for Cam Newton, who ends up just signing a longer-term deal somewhere else. Plus, I mean, like Jared said, they use not Cam's not like a for-sure product. We don't really know what Cam Newton's going to be. And I know Stidham has some fans in the New England organization who actually <laughs> believe in him. So I don't think it's a completely a long shot that, that Stidham has a future or even a present in New England <laughs> this year. Yeah, I think for at least this one year going forward, there's a pretty good shot he'll stick around just because Cam's on a one-year deal. If it doesn't mm. turn out, then it's mm-hmm. he waits another year and gets even better when he gets into the starting role. If Cam does really well this year and like they make a deep playoff run and they sign him to an extension, at that point I could see him trying to get out, but I think for at least the next year he'll stick around New England. Plus, I mean, oh. you never know. Like When you look at Jared uh, or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who mm-hmm. was the backup quarterback behind Tom Brady. You know, Jared Stidham might get a chance. Let's say Cam Newton plays great, signs another four years, Stidham gets traded to another team, and then, you know, does great somewhere else. It's not – there's so much that could happen as a backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, another scenario that could happen is they both implode and draft, like, Trevor Lawrence <laughs> next year. <laughs> who knows, you know, who knows? And then Jared Stidham's 10 years over then, you know, if that happens. Yes. So. <laughs> I would really not think that's a huge possibility of happening, though. But you never know. Yeah, you never know. I feel like their defense well, is too good for them to like seriously. Yeah, tank, that's true. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but but would you? But if they, I don't know, some of the quarterbacks that might be available next year could could be better than Jared Stidham. Yes. No. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. their defense is too good unless Bill Billy B says. We're not gonna be this good. Cut it. And then yeah. Make it <laughs> I don't know if it's like in his like blood year, to do yeah. that, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it did seem their draft seemed a little bit like it was borderline, like preparing them for a tank yeah. job. So yeah, I have a this question. Obviously, doesn't. Yeah, go for it. Who do you think in New England is gonna have a better style, Cam Newton or Bill Belichick, who are both notorious for their senses of style? <laughs> On two very opposite ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> I think it's going to have to be Cam. Yeah, <laughs> His haircut's really, was really weird in the video he sent. It was, like, pretty wacky. So I, I'm going to go with Bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Damn, that's... <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Did you guys, you guys see... Wait, hold on. Do you guys think that Cam Newton dresses well? I just think he dresses think very he flamboyantly. Just... I think yeah. he... Yeah. But does he? Is that good so. though? 
the flamboyant bar. But like Bill Belichick is like the absolute bottom, you know. And I think of people who are poorly <laughs> dressed. Like he is like at least like Cam's going for something. Like he's he's hit or miss. Bill Belichick is always just yeah, and looks so drab. But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> the reason he's so good is because he doesn't spend any time thinking about exactly. what he's gonna wear. Yeah. You know? <laughs> make them make the less okay, amount yeah. of decisions as possible. Least amount of decisions as possible. That's why he's so good. Yeah, any any exactly. second spent not thinking about football, wasted second. <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it has seemed to work. <laughs> uh, so speaking of contracts, we had another really big boomer of a contract here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just signed a 10-year contract worth. The numbers have changed all day as I've, as I've been watching this, but the new number is now $503 million extension over five years, um, which will keep him under contract until 2031. The deal includes $477 million in guarantee mechanics, which I, I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> there's no official language that ties him to like an annual salary earning, so he doesn't make like 15% of the salary cap but the question is Aiden I'm gonna throw it to you first was this the right move I think it was I think given the NFL and how we've seen so many like think about the best quarterbacks in the game like the older ones especially they've been with one team forever and they really haven't lost that much over the years uh like you know Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers you know Drew Brees like I think it's it's a safer bet on a, a, with a 10-year contract on a quarterback than I think with, like, any other position and, honestly, any sport I can think of. Like, I, whenever I hear the, the, the word, like, 10-year contract or that, that phrase, it terrifies me because I just think of baseball players who by, like, year four or five are, like, crap. You're <laughs> like, oh, my God, they still have, like, 180 mil left on the deal. Um, but, honestly, I think in this case, it's a good move. Uh, I don't see, and like, barring some kind of, you know, career-altering injury, I don't see Patrick Mahomes, you know, not being elite for at least the next like five years or so. Um, and honestly, I, I don't think he'd be by the end of the 10 year deal. I'd be surprised if he was a below average NFL quarterback. Um, so I think like this is what it was going to take to to lock down the the biggest star in the game at the moment, to be honest. Uh, and I think it, it makes sense for the for the Chiefs. Yeah. Given now looking at their future. Okay. Before we go in real quick, I actually want to go off of that last point. Do you really believe that this is what it would take to keep Patrick Mahomes a $40 million contract? Or do you think that they could have mm. maybe done this a little differently, paid him $37 million a year, and maybe a little bit later, instead of giving him the extension right now where he still has two more years left on his rookie deal? Mm. I feel well, like... No, maybe maybe yeah. Mahomes wanted the 10-year Yeah, I would assume Mah- like Mahomes knows his value at the moment. And yeah. is, you know... Like he's cashing in on the fact, like this is gonna be a, a hot moment. Even if he has a very bright future, this is could possibly be like you know his peak in terms of worth, um, given mm-hmm. that he's so young and coming off a of Super right. Bowl. Yeah, and I think the Chiefs might have wanted to like just make him an offer. He like couldn't refuse. Yeah. Like they didn't want to have to deal with like a prolonged sort of contract battle where like he wants this and they want that, and they both like want a deal to happen, but somehow it falls through. And I'm guessing he probably proposed something close to this. And he's like, if you want to keep me for sure, give me this. And they're just like, okay. Because he's <laughs> so critical to that yeah. team. Like, without him in two years, yeah. you know, yeah. Reed's a good coach. There are weapons around him, but that team is nothing without him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean to downplay how absurd this deal is. Like, it's, it really <laughs> yeah. is absurd. But 
Um, yeah. I'm assuming that there there must be like this must be where the market is heading to some degree. Um, he's if, the yeah. He's the first quarter or first player, I think, in sports history to have a deal worth more than half a bi- billion dollars. So yeah. he's yep. the only first one to get 500 mil, which is impressive, especially for the NFL, who I don't think is yeah. necessarily known for the, like their lucrative deals. Yeah, I saw um, someone. There was a whole thread on Twitter. Someone trying to compare this to Scottie Pippen's deal that he signed in the '90s for like eight years, <laughs> and they're, they're like, they're "Like, what's the market gonna look like at by the end of this deal? Is he gonna come out underpaid at the end? Like, he shouldn't have signed such a long deal." <laughs> and I just remember reading that and thinking, like, "Yeah, five hundred and three million dollars is like not gonna be underpaid." Well, by uh-huh. I mean, te- technically years. they have a point, but like, I don't, I don't think it even compares anyway because P- didn't Pippen get paid like single-digit millions? Yeah, over the yeah. whole like yeah, Pippen was paid really low. Well. It was yeah, yeah, it was something very. He low. was like the hundred and something highest yeah, twenty player something. in the right, NFL. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe the Chiefs thought that way, and they were like, yeah, well, once inflation and the salary cap, and, um, like you know, sees an uptake, it will actually work out better for us. But yeah. <laughs> I just they, yeah they got Mahomes so bad yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah to Aiden to your earlier point I I agree that it's like it, it seems on one hand like this might screw them over but like also if you lose Mahomes you lose like all your chances of success so I feel yeah. like they they're paying so much for him and it is absolutely absurd but you got to do what you got to do. It does take us back to our Dak Prescott conversation the other week, though, doesn't it? Because, like, where do you draw the line? Is it just because Mahomes won a Super Bowl? Is that why we're so comfortable with this? Yeah. It's because Dak Prescott is not Patrick Mahomes or anywhere <laughs> close right. to Patrick Mahomes. So he doesn't deserve the contract. But I, but I think it does bring up the question is, do you think that this resets the QB market at all for guys like Deshaun Watson, who are also coming up on a deal, or Dak Prescott, who's currently in a negotiation? No. It Mahomes does, just I don't, seems like such an exceptional case. Yeah, like other teams can look at this and be like, in in Patrick Mahomes' second season, he was already the best player in the NFL. That's not the case with Dak Prescott. It's not the case with Deshaun Watson. It won't happen with them. Like, mm. Mahomes in a second season threw fifty touchdowns. Deshaun threw like twenty five. I think. What like about half? What about a guy like Lamar Jackson, who's probably mm. the second or third best quarterback yeah. in the league right now? If he wins a Super Bowl, but I don't think if he, I don't think if he does, he won't. Mm. He won't get it. Mm-hmm. I think I want to see one more season from Lamar before I crown him as second or third yeah. best in the league. But yeah, that's beside the point. Also, some something to you said earlier, Bart, like it could look about how it could like screw them over the long term, and how we've had the conversation about mm-hmm. Dak too. Like even if it screws them over like seven years down the line or like six years down the line, and they're like loaded <laughs> with this like massive contract, like the intervening like one to five years in which they have him at his peak i think are worth maybe being like two and 14 with like a 38 year old patrick mahomes like in 2030 or whatever like i think it's it's worth the risk (laughs) that like you don't get the talent around him in the long term to like keep up the short-term success yeah 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 i mean i guess they're basically going in for more like how many super bowls do you think they're gonna win yeah like over under two and a half over the span of his 10-year contracts? <sighs> under. I'm going to go under, too. I, th- I think I over. Think it's... I'm going over. Really? Mm. That is difficult. I'm going to go on, over. Come on, Aiden. Why not? There you I'm go. going over. Over. There we go. <laughs> how many, how many teams have won How many teams have won three Super Bowls within 10 years, though? How many teams have won three? Patriots. Patriots. I, 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 I just there is a, can't I, see it happening. Like... Mm. <laughs> 
I mean, even with like Peyton Manning, you know, they didn't win. His teams didn't win three Super Bowls in ten years. Tom no, Brady's probably like the only one that's really done it. But that was kind of yeah. I feel like that was partially because he had Tom Brady in the way, you know. Um, and well, maybe maybe I mean, Lamar Jackson Lamar, will end yeah. up yeah. Maybe maybe Lamar will end up being the the same thing. Um, maybe Lamar's gonna come back really. No, like, I don't year. think so. Even if you told me I'm gonna sign a quarterback to a ten year deal and I'll get one Super Bowl out of it, it's worth it, right? I don't know that. Not at all. Think, <laughs> I, I think I think two is what like the, with the Are money that they're paying him. I feel like they'd be they'd be looking for some teams don't have any Super I know you're. If you yeah, signed yeah. him to a four year deal, one, is that, one Super is Bowl Kirk be Cousins great. being yeah or no is what's yeah. Name. It is interesting. Oh. <laughs> Just final thought. It is interesting how different it is from Kirk Cousins' contract to who I who we kind of thought was going to reset the QB market, where he got all guaranteed money mm-hmm. on a shorter term deal. In this way. It was a little different where now Patrick Mahomes is on the longest deal, you know, for a yeah. while. Plus, also, Zeke signed a six-year deal, and I think Christian McCaffrey signed a longer-term deal. So, maybe long-term deals are, are the way to go for the NFL. But, like, with a Who running knows? back, like, I would be terrified, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Zeke could have, or McCaffrey could have, like, one or two more good years, whereas Mahomes is going to be, like, he's 24 now. He's going to be 34 by the time this deal is up, right? Or I guess, oh, plus the, if it's just an extension, then will it be 36? Yeah, he, he's um, signed yeah. for 12 more years. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah. But like, still, that's like think about the number of good quarterbacks who are thirty six or older. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, all right. By this point, you can hear the music rocking us into our short story se- uh, segment. I'm starting it off. Formula One is back, and it came back with a bang. Um, it was a very exciting race for at the 2020 Austrian Grand Prix. Wyatt watched at least a little bit of it with me as well. Um, heartbreak. Yep, it was it was a really good race. I'm gonna like kind of return to the predictions that we made all the way back, about 16 episodes, 16 or 17 episodes ago. Um, so basically, the the highlight is that Mercedes won the race um, on the track. The top two drivers were Mercedes, but the second driver, Lewis Hamilton, got a penalty, so he actually got demoted uh, down a little bit. Um, so let's see, Lucas and Wyatt and I picked Mercedes or the field, and that's looking like a good choice right now. Mm. Uh, the field is very far behind. Red Bull did not, both of their drivers did not, um, finish for Red Bull. Ferrari had a decent outing. Their, their driver got second. So good job Aiden on that. I remember you were, you were big on Charles, Charles Leclerc who did well. I was, I was Um, still on. In terms, yeah, we also (laughs) picked who we thought would be the best of the rest, which is considered like fourth place. Aiden and Wyatt picked Racing Point, which looks like a pretty good pick. Um, they had a really good car. Sergio Perez um, finished Serge. sixth. Um, yeah, <laughs> finished. Sixth. I think he finished eighth. No, he got he was sixth, I believe. I'm gonna double check that real quick. He dropped really far. He was in fourth. He was he no. He my heart. He's in third. Yeah, he so he Sergio Perez for Racing Point ended up finishing sixth, um, which was pretty good. Uh, okay, Lucas and Bart, you guys picked Renault. They had one car retire. Their better driver retired, but they did get points. Their driver finished um, in eighth place, Esteban Ocon. Not a bad race, but the best team of the rest was McLaren, which is the team I happen to pick, by the way. Um, they finished <laughs> third and fifth. Yeah. Too bad horns, yeah. <laughs> I, they finished third and fifth, so McLaren is now the second best team in the standings behind Mercedes. So it looks like my picks are... Uh, pretty good right now i might even be wrong about mclaren being fourth place they might be second place this year who knows um but if you want to hear more 
about Formula One and my thoughts on the race, uh, listen to our the solo show that I put out yesterday about the 2020 Austrian Grand Prix and my uh, my thoughts on Formula One. Subtle plug. Bart, do you want to take it away for your for your story? Uh, my name's Aiden, but you know it's it's fine. Aiden, do you want to yeah. take it away from your story? I don't know why I said Bart. Aiden, do you want to take it away for your short story? Yeah, I get it, Jared. That you've you know you're too busy congratulating yourself in your own head about your yeah uh, prediction success. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, my my short story. I'm sorry, I've got another Mets related story. Um, which nice. is, uh, I think that's my second in a row or maybe third. I don't know, but we're, we're going to cut it out after this. Um, but it's about uh, Bobby Bonilla Day, um, which is a, a baseball <laughs> national holiday that occurs every uh, July 1st. Um, and so for some background, Bobby Bonilla was a very good baseball player back in the 90s. He was a six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, uh, won a World Series with the Marlins. Um, what he's known for now, though, uh, are his contracts. Uh, which, despite the fact that Bobby Vinny has stopped playing in the early 2000s, he's, this man is still being paid. Um, in 2000, the Mets agreed to buy out the remaining $5.9 million on Bobby Vinny's contract. Um, and they couldn't afford a full buyout at the time because they were the Mets and they're cheap. Um, so they, <laughs> they negotiated a bit of a different deal. Um, the deal specified that they defer the payment 10 years with the amount owed earning 8% interest per deferred year. Um, so I know we've, we've all done the math on it. Um, that means that that <laughs> $5.9 million by the time 2011 rolled around, so the 10-year the deferment, they owed him $29.8 million instead of $5.9 million. Wow. Um, and that was to be paid off over the next 25 years, so from 2011 to 2036, uh, which amounts to $1.2 million every July 1st. So sorry for all the figures. Um, but anyway, so easily the best part of this uh, and I'm honestly going to struggle to make it through this part without laughing. Uh, but <laughs> is that the Wilpons who, who own the Mets, uh, they made this deal with this 8% interest per year. And it was because uh, they were investing a ton of money at the time with uh, an investor who guaranteed at least 10% per year in returns. So they thought they'd be they'd be making some kind of profit here. Um, and the, the, the investor, um, his, his name was Bernie Madoff. And so <laughs> the Mets did not beat that, did not get that 10% guaranteed per year, did not come out on top of this deal. Um, so suffice it to say that, uh, they, Bobby Bonilla got, got the better end here and he's going to continue to, to get the better end for the next 16 years, I believe. Um, so <laughs> honestly, like, will the Mets even still be around by then? God knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Mets will be paying him more this year than they pay Pete Alonso and Jeff McNeil, two of their all-stars combined. Um, and uh, another fun fact is that Bobby Bonilla had another money deferred contract with the Orioles that will pay him until 2029 as well, 500,000 a year. Uh, so this man is having a great retirement uh, and we, we wish him well in it. The greatest um, so, contract negotiator yeah. of all time. Honestly, though, yeah. what a what a freaking legend. Um, so. <laughs> Reminds me of like so, how yeah. the Notre Dame football department still paying Charlie Weiss, right? Or, or are we done with that now? I think his last pay. I think it was he got ten extra years and he was fired in like oh eight into oh nine. So I think his last payment was last oh. year, which is still ridiculous. <laughs> like he deserved it. He deserved every last penny. Yeah, but. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, moving on to our fill-in-the-blank segment, which we've, we've had a couple times before. 
uh we're just gonna we're gonna have some kind of phrase with a blank in it and uh we're uh both people who i ask it to are gonna have to fill that in with the the word of their choice so jared i'm gonna start with you david price sitting the season out is blank very bad for the dodgers but does not end their their championship hopes they did so they lost price now they also lost a really good pitcher in ryu last year so what they need to do is out hit everybody which they can do i think um their new number two pitcher, Walker Buehler, is pretty solid. He was really good in 2018, so he'll need to step mm-hmm. up this year. But I, I think uh, they're still. I don't think I think it's fair to still say they're they're definitely one of the favorites for sure. Lucas, what do you think? I had something similar. I said unexpected, but I don't think it ends their title chances for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned before. I think their offense is just too good to have them be a bad team. Like it'll be more difficult for them to win the World Series now. Um, but I don't know. Good on him for taking his safety seriously. Um, it wasn't what I expected, but I don't think it spells the end of the Dodgers season by any means. All right. Up next, Wyatt. The cover players for NBA 2K21, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson, and Kobe Bryant are blank. I'm going with flat out ridiculous. That they would, and it has nothing to do with Zion. It has nothing to do with Kobe. It's the fact that Damian Lillard is, as of right now, fighting for a playoff spot and has somehow earned himself as a cover athlete for NBA 2K. They could have picked anybody else. You know? They could have picked Anthony Davis, or they could have put LeBron on it, or they could have put Paul George or Kawhi, or like somebody a little bit more relevant than Damian Lillard on it. And I. I, I don't get it. I really don't get it at all. Um, I mean, I think you can even take exception to Zion instead of John Morant, but the Dame part doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I gave each one a sort of different phrase. I gave Zion expected. I mean, he's a rising star in the league. They're really hyping him up, so you can see why they did it. Uh, Kobe is a fitting honor. Like I don't think there's any question about that. But Dame, I put a really dumb choice. Like mm-hmm. I have no idea why he was picked. He's a good player, without any doubt. But like, whoever gets on the cover of that game is like supposed to be like the face of the NBA. And I don't think if you ask anybody who like the face of the NBA is, they would say Damian Lillard. <laughs> like it just <laughs> it it doesn't make any sort of sense to me. But we'll see how it plays out for him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Up next. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I don't know if the criticism is totally justified because he is he's a really good point guard. He I think he exemplifies like the kind of like playground ball style that I think a lot of people that play 2K enjoy. And he's just like I mean everybody knows his name. It's not like he's like a bad like They're just there are it's so just, many players that he, they could have put on instead of Damian Lillard. Like if like, if the, if he's still like last year would have made way more sense for Dame to be on it instead of this year. This year, I don't That's know. Fair. Well, uh, yeah. Like, I, I'm sure he's a great guy, good player, finals. but yeah, like... Yeah, great guy. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> not an NBA 2K cover athlete, Yeah, uh, if okay. we're being honest. Okay, we can agree anyway. to disagree there. <laughs> anyway. All right, moving on. Up next, Jared. UFC 251 on Fight Island will be blank. Just a normal fight. It, it's gonna honestly, it's gonna feel the same as everything else. Like you're not gonna. The venue is is still gonna be an octagon. You know, it's it's gonna be the same. So that that's really all I have to say about it. Bart, what do you think? Uh, I my my word of choice was interesting actually. Um, just because like there's already a guy, um, Pedro Munoz, 
who has tested positive for COVID and is out. Um, and I also think it's going to be interesting because there are three fights. All the three fights in the main card are, are, seem like wildly um, like imbalanced fights. Like all of them have somebody who's got just one loss in their whole career out of like 20 or 30 fights against somebody who's got a bunch of losses and like a 75, 80% win percentage. So I feel like it's interesting that they stacked it this way. I don't think that the fights are going to be particularly interesting. But uh, I am curious as to whether there will be more people who get sick and have to, have to um, mm. take themselves out of it. We'll see. Um, moving on. Aiden, what do you think of uh, Joey Chestnut beating his own record and eating 75 hot dogs? I'd say it's worrying for the future of competitive eating. Um, this man, <laughs> this man could have gone more. Okay. Um, like his previous record was 74. He just topped it by one. Uh, and that's because he ate more than double the second place person's, uh, number of hot dogs. So he obviously just wasn't pushed. We're not even seeing the, the best that <laughs> Joey Chestnut can do just because the, the next generation of competitive eaters are, are lazy or, uh, maybe not lazy enough. I don't know. Um, but they're letting us down and, uh, you know, I hope that, Joey gets pushed one of these years because, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that triple digit number. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Wyatt, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to kind of go along with the same thing, but I'm going to say it's the greatest sports feat of this generation. <laughs> I, I watched the video of him eating the hot dogs and he, that man was in a full sweat. Just eat just down in hot dogs. Uh, he, he showed no mercy. He, like you said, doubled the amount of hot dogs of his opponent. Um, that man is an animal. He is one of the best athletes of this generation. <laughs> Moving on. In the midst of so many positive virus tests, the MLB and the NBA's chances of finishing the season are blank. Aiden, back to you. Uh, quite slim, uh, which is sad, but I, I think true. Uh, with cases skyrocketing everywhere the past couple of weeks, I have very little confidence in this working out. Um, honestly, I think the NBA has a better chance given the bubble idea, but even that's like really difficult to say given that that bubble is in Florida. So like how much of a bubble is it at the moment? Um, but I, I do think it's a lower risk than the MLB where there will be teams traveling in and out of Florida, uh, which just does not seem like it's something that will, will work at the moment or will work in, you know, a month when the, when that, uh, MLB starts. Um, so I am not optimistic about especially the MLB's chances of, of making it through. What do you think, Bart? Yeah, my word was also slim, but then I also had the additional and vanishing. I think it's, it's just getting lower. <laughs> I'm getting more and more pessimistic. Um, like, I know we don't really touch on the NHL too much here, but like the NHL mm-hmm. had like 23 positive tests already since their players reported to voluntary workouts. I'm just like so disillusioned with the idea that these players are going to be healthy and that we won't have, like, significant, like, you know, important players leaving. There's going to be an asterisk on everything. It's just, yeah. I don't, I'm not optimistic. I'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> but speaking of the NBA and, and players testing for coronavirus, um, we've already seen, actually, a few players sitting out willingly. So, among others, Avery Bradley is out for the Lakers. He was promptly replaced by J.R. Smith, essentially. Um, DeAndre Jordan is out for the Nets by choice, and Victor Oladipo is out for the Pacers by choice. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's start with you, Jared. What do you think? Um, is there any particular player that you think is, is most important and that he'll be missing? Um, I don't know about most important. I think the J.R. Smith to the Lakers move is, like, kind of perplexing. Um, I know I know he, like, loves to play with LeBron, but I, 
I don't know. He's not. He's not a clutch. He's not really that that clutch of a player. I don't think. Um, <laughs> he's perhaps the least clutch player yeah. in history to learn the <laughs> Well, I mean, we we made, we read a lot into that. This is a one game against the Warriors, but but yeah, uh, I think that move is pretty perplexing. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know that they are comfortable just like letting Contavious Caldwell Pope <laughs> handle the bur- the burden of whatever <laughs> Avery Bradley was doing for them. I, mean, I don't know. I think there is something to be said about having that chemistry there. Like you said, he he does like playing with LeBron. Um, I guess after the Warriors game, it's a little more questionable whether LeBron likes playing with him. But <laughs> seemingly, LeBron is always the, his team's own GM, really, so he probably signed off on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's helpful. I mean, like, J.R. Smith might get in and shoot, like, 30% from three, not total. But, like, if he hits, like, even a couple clutch threes, it's, I don't know. It's useful. It's better than nothing. Maybe that's wrong, but... Um, I do think uh, DeAndre Jordan actually sitting out for the Nets, though, is pretty significant. Um, he's, like, he, he started actually their last few games. He was coming off the bench at first this season, but he started their last few games. Mm. And he's actually, like, he's, like, top, I think I read somewhere he's, like, top 60 in VORP and PER and, like, a bunch of these, like, advanced <laughs> stats in the NBA this year. So he's, like, actually he was doing like, pretty well for himself. So I think they're going to miss him. And they're, like, yeah, they're obviously in the playoffs. So, Yeah. Yeah, but the Nets had no actual shot of winning the championship. I, I don't really think it's the worst thing in the world for the Nets. Plus, Kyrie said he's not coming back. Uh, he's not traveling. Nobody expected KD. I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world. I think uh, this is this is just off the top of my head. I think Spencer Dinwiddie also mm. either tested positive or he's not going. Um, he, there's some complications there. It's probably within the best interest for all of the Nets just to say, I'm not coming <laughs> at this yeah, point. But then yeah, you yeah. can extend that, and should we just say that all the teams that aren't clear contenders, should they all just sit out? No, no but the, but the they're Nets lo- is, but like, yeah, if they're, if yeah. they're losing two they're losing very key lot. players, like I, don't, like, I don't know if there's any shot for them at the moment, especially if they were already kind of a bubble team, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. I actually don't I I don't mind the J.R. Smith thing. I, I like J.R. Smith a lot. I think he's fun to watch and and when he catches fire, he's a great shooter. I think he's probably he'll probably be the second best three point shooter on that team behind Danny Green. Um so as long as you can kind of control him and he's no longer like last year last time he played with LeBron when he was in Cleveland, he was probably their I wanna say their third best player, second best player behind Kevin Love. And I think there's a clear hierarchy with Jared Smith here, a clear order as far as where he lies behind Anthony Davis and Danny Green and LeBron James. I think it's a little different this time around being going to the Lakers. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to have any way to replace Avery Bradley's defensive presence though. Like it's just, yeah. It's one thing that's interesting to me is like nobody it seems like nobody else of the top teams in the West has lost a significant player, so that's true. And in fact the Clippers even added Joakim Noah on there and the Bucks haven't lost anybody either. Which I think is <laughs> is a really big move is that the Bucks like yeah. you know, if Brooke Lopez sat out, I think that would be big. If Eric Bledsoe sat out, that would be big. But um they they got everyone, you know. Outside of the all the of course all the big stars are playing, yeah. but um I I would say that this makes the Bucks even more likely to win the championship this year. Yeah. I saw Anthony Davis said something like, yeah, we're, we're, we're actually feeling even more confident because we had time to rest. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so, so did everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah. Yeah. They I specifically needed the rest, though. Yeah. 
Well, no, the Bucks actually, I remember, were quite dinged up when, when this came mm-hmm. to a standstill. So, yeah. I think, yeah, Giannis was out, right? Yeah. Of course, this is all probably going to be a moot point a month from now, but... All right, so we're going to finish up uh, today with some discussion of football. Uh, specifically, the football team down in Washington has undergone uh, or started to undergo the process of changing their team name, some of the betting odds, and we can discuss this later. Um, for new team's names include the Red Tails, the Generals, and the Presidents are the three favorites, some more ridiculous ones further down the list. Um, but to start it off, this has been something this, which has been in the works for a while. Um, so I'll just throw the question out there in general. What do we think of uh, Washington looking to change their name away from the Redskins into something else? This is the right move to make, I would say. I, I think the change is long overdue, and a lot of Native Americans um, have been clamoring for a name change for a while. And the only problem is that they just don't have the same numbers um, and the same voice that other minority groups have. So it's not like it's a new conversation at all, and you know the term Redskin is, is pretty outdated. I am curious to see what a uh, thorough review actually looks like <laughs> for them inside of the organization because Dan Snyder was also very adamant a couple of years ago, I think in 2012, about how he's not going to change the name. And he said, you can put it in caps. They will never change the name underneath Dan Snyder. And now look where we are now. But, um, you know, a lot of sports and, and those things evolve. You kind of got to, like, get rid of offensive terms and caricatures and images that that can be um hurtful to a lot of people um so it doesn't really bother me at all that they're the the next team in line to change yeah i mean i think it's the right move too and hopefully um i saw that some minority owners of the team were thinking of like pulling out their cash Mm -hmm. um if they didn't change the team name so dan snyder doesn't seem to be too in favor of doing this under which is ridiculous but regardless of that um, I think maybe money will be the only language he speaks here. And if like he starts <laughs> oh, yeah. to lose a ton of money over this, I think he might just go yeah. along with it, even if it's what he doesn't want. Even if I and many other people think it's probably the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. It's it's very clear that Dan Snyder does not see what's wrong here, and it doesn't seem like he'll ever get that. Um, but if if the Reds, if he thinks that like these calls won't just keep getting louder. And like there won't, you know, continue to be people pulling out money or, you know, um, mm-hmm. advertisers taking out money like it is going to affect it's going to continue to affect his pocket, which I think, as Lucas pointed out, is, you know, the language he speaks. Uh, but I think it's pretty naive if he if he thinks this is just going to like go away and, and not come back. Yeah. It's it's an interesting question though. Like, do do you guys think that the the Indians who are, are, have also heard some some calls for their name to change mm-hmm. is it similar? Or is it a difference? Like, I don't think that they've there? heard calls, but I think they're definitely ahead of the curve as yeah. far as all that goes. I mean, they don't call Native Americans Indians anymore anyway, because um, they're not Indian. Right. Um, I don't think that this is just. I, I'm not Native American at all. I don't think that it's nearly. Uh, looked at as offensive as it was and they've also have had some backlash in before like of their caricature of an indian or native american um so i mean if if they don't change it i don't think it would really like shock me if they didn't change it if they do change it i would just you know kudos to them for doing that um so it's it's uh 
it, it, it's interesting to see what, what they're going to do, but I applaud them for at least saying that they're going to take a look at it and, and listen to the people who may or may not be offended by that. Oh, I was just going to say that um, one of the names being thrown out there is for them to change their name back to the Cleveland Spiders as well, which I think is like a pretty cool... <laughs> Wait, really? Like, just, I don't, I don't the Spiders that. is so flat. It doesn't sound cool yeah. to me. Just to I know. It's just like... It sounds like a team that was like in 1899. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Just like, oh. yeah. The Triangles? Is that anyway. the team that we had talked about a few weeks ago? There's a trivia question oh, yeah. about the Triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, th- I think that like if they went the route of like Florida State Seminoles or something like that about like a specific tribe, do you think that would be better? Or do you think that's still inappropriate? No, I mean, because it isn't. Well, I mean, Seminoles is like a. Is it derogatory at all? I think that would be. No. I'm a big fan of like doing something that speaks to like your local history right so I yeah yeah no, I agree there would be but yeah I think yeah that's why that's why I like the the red tails though I mean yeah all the po- politically yeah. related ones make sense for Washington so yeah. the generals the presidents the capitals are all god-awful names the Capitals is a, is a hockey team. I would be. I saw the Capitals on the list. I've seen some terrible names. I, know. I saw um, a name called. Somebody said the Lincolns. Yeah. Terrible. The Lincolns is six a, to one to be the next name of. The that's team. a plural. Yeah. Like that's a single person that you're saying yeah. like we're the Lincolns. It, it, some of the names are so bad where it would just be like. Yeah. I, watch, I don't know if this. Dan Snyder's gonna be like we're gonna be the we're gonna be the Washington Taft. Or some like random president. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah, I did not you, trust. Do you, yeah. Do you guys like all the ones team. that that quick, there's an XFL team them? that's in DC? Okay. The DC Defenders is actually a good name. Um, I don't mm. see them changing that. But the alliteration. They, yeah, that was the the XFL right. team that was uh, in that. Same <laughs> but of course, rest in, pay homage to the XFL. Um, rest in peace the Washington to that. Washington's. Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Lucas. Yeah, Let's see the I, list. I want, I want oh, yeah, to make some bets so, about this. True, the, true. The betting odds, number one at three to one is the Red Tails, which I yeah. think is a good name. It like is in reference mm-hmm. to the Tuskegee Airmen. So like it brings in like an mm-hmm. element of racial justice that wasn't there before. I don't know if Dan Snyder would do that based off what yeah. we know about him. but um, And then after that is the Generals, which is like the team that the Harlem Globetrotters plays all the time, which is like an odd <laughs> yeah. choice. Yeah, right. um, then the Presidents, <laughs> the Lincolns, the Veterans – the Capitals, so the Americans, bad. the Memorials, the it Monuments, the, the Kings, the Roosevelts, the Red Hawks, the Jeffersons, the Renegades, the Arlingtons. The Arlingtons one makes no sense to me because that's just like us, <laughs> the city next to Washington. So it'd be like we're the like we're the Washington, and then our mascot is like yeah, the city yeah. right across the river. Oh, and then the last ones. The last one they even give real odds to is the Hogs, but then they give five hundred to one to the Snowflakes and the Trumps. Which, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready to book Red Tails. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah I think no, Red Tails yeah, given those nice other options, me. but I, I agree <laughs> that I think the the blocking potentially blocking factor here is Dan Snyder and how much power he has over this. But right, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, he's, he'll pick like yeah. the Jeffersons or something that like could also be problematic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's messy. But anyway, yeah, and like Red Tails has the same like flow as Redskins too. So like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. 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 Not... And I think like uh, a couple of the guys or, or most of the guys are from DC. Um, 
So, I mean, it's even more appropriate. There's a lot of reasons why Red Tails works, but... Yeah, because they have, a, like, their big thing is, like, the Hail to the Redskins song, and, like, that would just require, like, such a small change to become yeah. Hail to the Red Tails. Yeah, they could even but keep anyway. the colors. Sense. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Hail to the Red Tails yeah. even has that little rhyme in it, too. So, okay, it works yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it works better. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll close off there. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, please, please tune in next week. We'll be back to, to discuss more things, especially as uh, our, our major leagues get closer and closer to potentially opening. Um, also give Jared's solo show on the Austrian Grand Prix a listen for sure. Uh, and yeah, tweet us, tweet us what you think um, about yeah about Formula One, about yeah NBA, the red, what the Redskins should uh, should change their name to, and etc. But uh, but yeah, thanks. Bye.